Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Owners and welcome to episode three of season two of the Marketing for Your Boring Business podcast. Can you think of anything more frustrating or more annoying or more confusing than your credit score? I don't know about you, but I find that to be right at the top of my list of things I probably hate the most. But Alyssa over at colormycredit.com has found a way to make deciphering your credit score so easy that you can color by numbers. That's right. She has a fantastic program that she has developed that is absolutely free so that you can decipher what's going on with your credit score so that you're able to accomplish what you're trying to do in your life and in your future. And what's even better is that Alyssa uses this free service to fuel her mortgage lending business. That's right. Alyssa just has it going on with education, networking, and referral-based business. Alyssa's Clients for Life approach is built on the foundation of providing personalized service tailor-made to meet her clients' mortgage needs. With over 15 years of experience, Alyssa has developed a broad knowledge of the mortgage business and credit industry, which allows her to guide her clients to a loan program that will best suit them and the plan for their future. Alyssa's strong referral base knows that they can count on her to provide the highest level of personalized service and rely on her for her mortgage MacGyvering gift to find the ingenious solutions to complex loan scenarios. And before we dive into this podcast, I'm going to hand the mic over to Ben, where he's going to share with you this week's marketing buzzword. Hello, boring business owners. It's Ben Roberts again here from the Marketing Buzzword Podcast. Now this week, we're going to break down the buzzword conversion rate optimization, CRO. It's a term that you'll hear absolutely everywhere. Now what conversion rate optimization essentially looks at, it looks at how many website visitors do you get to your website and how many of them can take the desired actions in order to have your end result. Now conversion rate optimization doesn't necessarily mean converting to customers. A lot of the time it does. But if your goal is to get more subscribers, if your goal is to get more email uh, email addresses, whatever it is, that is a conversion rate. It doesn't have to be just one thing. But what it takes into account is everything that happens along the customer journey on the way to the conversion. There are so many things involved in this. So when you just think about it, you need to think about everything along the journey in terms of how long do people spend on the page? Where do they click? What button colors? That is something that goes hugely underrated. The button colors in terms of, do, is it something that appeals to people? Is it a stop color? Is it a go color? Is it something that blends with your website? You need to do a lot of research on this sort of stuff. First person versus third person call to action. So saying, if you are on a button, I want to do this. You're putting yourself in the mind of the customer. When you talk about conversion rate optimization, just break it down into the simple steps along the user journey. Follow what the user journey looks like. So put yourself or hire other people or ask other people to, to complete a certain journey for you. What do they look at? What do they think? What do they feel? Try and get them to record their responses. And you'll be able to understand how customers are using your website and be able to improve the customer journey as a result. 
That is customer uh, conversion rate optimization in a nutshell. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll be back next week with another marketing buzzword. Goodbye. Thanks again, Ben. That was awesome. And now let's just dive right into this episode that's going to help you market your business better by learning how Alyssa is just crushing it with her mortgage lending business. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Hey, how are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Like always, let's just dive into this. Alyssa, tell us about your boring business. Well, thank you. I love the whole concept of what you're doing here. Uh, Because boy, does it fit me. If you've ever looked at, uh, I don't know, I'd say that there's some common uh, things in this country that we all kind of can hear the pain and go, I, I get that. I get that pain. And uh, nothing, you know, is more boring, I think, sometimes than thinking of credit and even the word algorithm. And, you know, if it's not in, in your world, I guess, if you're not like fascinated by numbers, you probably hate math. You failed algebra. You never want to touch it again. You know, and it's one of those things where when we're in kindergarten and somebody asks us if we're, you know, who's an artist? Who's a, you know, dancer, singer? We're all like, ah, you know. But we, as, as we grow older, we start comparing ourselves and going, well, I mean, I don't know, like her. So that means I'm not an artist. And so now even as adults, I see people and I say, you know, do you do art? And they're like, no artistic ability whatsoever. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's because you just don't do it. (laughs) And so the thing is, is, is with anything, we were talking about videos before we started to, it's just, you have to take your perspective. You have to figure out a way to uh, push through. And do some of the things, uh, you know, that seem to be uncomfortable because that, like we, we know, that's where the good stuff is. So sometimes you, you got to just try painting. Try a second one. Try a third one. But don't give up on yourself on the first one, you know. <laughs> and the same thing with marketing. I feel like you have to, I had to start out going, how am I going to passionately market a brand new industry? Because this isn't credit repair. People need, anyone who has a social, you know, in America probably got hit by the housing crisis. Humbling. But it, it's hard for you to speak up in, in a room and say, I have zero idea what's going on. I don't understand credit. I don't get why my score goes up one day, why it doesn't. Like, I, And the sad part is nobody does, but we're all too ashamed to say anything. But that, from my point of view, being a loan officer, thousands of credit reports, I've closed hundreds and hundreds of, I mean, over 16 years, I've looked at thousands of credit reports. And I, and so my brain looking at them and deconstructing this recipe um, was able to kind of figure out what we needed to do to get a good credit score. And everybody focusing on this credit repair, uh, what do I need to do to fix, 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 delete, dispute, fix. Okay. Let's just say that worked and it's all gone. Then you just have blank paper, blank paper. What's this? Well, well, What's a, how do you, how do you determine what a score is if there's nothing to score it on? So I thought, hmm, all these people are talking credit repair when the, when the solution, because at seven years, it all falls off your credit. The solution is to figure out what the right accounts that need to be reporting on my credit are. And, and and there were three of them when I deconstructed it. And how do I get those accounts on my credit now to start drowning out the bad with good? Because over time, your credit score is based on the last two years of your life. So even if you just 300 credit score, worst credit score ever today, 
you, you put these three accounts in place and in the next 24 months, because you have the right recipe, the cake will taste great in two years, no matter what you do, no matter where you're starting from, you're going to be at an 800 credit score. But talk about trying to explain that to people and make them, first of all, keep their attention. They're already like, okay, now what? I mean, talk about, imagine dating me. It's a hideous thing. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times I've had a guy look over like, I, is this all you know? Like, is this all you do? And I, I <laughs> Alyssa, tell us about your boring business, Color Your Credit. Yes. So I had to take credit, make it interesting. I'm like, you know what? One of the biggest things we can do with credit is to get more mindful about what we actually have to focus on. Because if you print a credit report and it's 160 pages, it's like, oh, you're done before you've even opened the first page. But if you could color it, if you could do something using a color key to almost illuminate the information on there to, to, to tell you exactly what you need to do, rather than just looking at a bunch of black and white mumbo jumbo, it all of a sudden brings light to something that was dark. And I think that that is one of the things I could do to make it not boring. Is, is show it as something that's fun, that's that's nostalgic. Who doesn't like the color? You know, even if you see Color My Credit, you don't even know what it is, but I get the call all the time of, what is this? Because you're interested. It looks fun. I wanted it to be, I knew 90% of the people out there who thought they'll never own a home again because of the foreclosure, whatever the case, or their divorce 10 years ago or whatever, did not realize they get a do-over every seven years. And I thought, what are they going to do? They're never going to raise their hand to want to come back and bring our housing market back until they really feel confident they're going to get along. So what am I going to do to raise their hand? How am I going to not make it feel like more interesting? Well, we all know how to color, you know, in kindergarten, whether you're three or 90 or black, white, single, it, it, it unifies us because we all know how to color. So if you can get to the place where you understand coloring, that you understand you can do the coloring, you figure I probably can do the rest. And that's half the battle, getting you to the point where you believe in yourself. So you, you're a loan officer. So you help people get money to buy their homes. And so my guess is that you created color your credit. Um, it's a feed that business, correct? Yeah. I mean, it just became such a huge deal in 2011. And um, and like I said, my motivation was when I started kind of helping people that had lost everything, first off through Dave Ramsey's um, financial piece, I started seeing people not only, um, the education was important, but the empowerment was more important. And what's interesting is I went through a really rough divorce, built a lot of compassion for how you start over again. Very, uh, no judgment whatsoever. So if we ever talk on the phone, you can just right from the beginning know that no judgment here. Like it's been, it is what it is. The majority, I, I mean, I meet with probably 20, 30 women every month. I mean, every week. And they all come in kind of, don't tell anyone I'm here. I'm like, no worries. You know, like we're all here. We're all here. We're all learning. But 2011, it became a financial difference of you knowing your credit score and, and, and knowing how to get to 760. Versus not. Now you're going to pay 50% more for life because you don't know. Yeah. So I find this very interesting what you're talking about with your business. So your customers, um, everyone has a credit score, like in, at least in the United States, 
everyone has a credit score Mm -hmm. and it's so confusing. There's such a small, small percentage of people that understand how the system works, what you need to do, how you need to fix it. And it's just really frustrating. I'm speaking literally from experience because me and my husband are in the process of getting all of our stuff together so that we can buy at home as well. And so it's, it's so frustrating. We almost just like want to just put your head in the sand and ignore it. You but can't like, logic. You can't, right? And so I, and, but what I find so interesting is like your customers are, it's almost like they're going to like AA, like they're just almost, no, not even AA, but there's so much shame in it that yeah. they're just like, I don't know. Yeah. I just can't. Like, it's just so bad. I'm so embarrassed about being in this position and all of these things. And I've been told by everyone I'm financially worthless when you make money and you pay your bills and stuff. So we're confident women. We're confident in so many areas. The minute we start talking money, we all kind of like, I'll be right back. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to spruce up a little bit. I'll be back. You know, they're stepping out. But I do know that the, that from 16 years of the mortgage lending business and stuff, and just the stress and anxiety that comes from a meeting. If you come into my office, you know, you're, you're met with a whole candy bar and then massage chair and, you know, coloring books and crayons because I'm really trying to get you out of that mindset. And they even, you know, it's funny over the last few years has become quite a trend for adult coloring books to come back as a good alternative to uh, yoga and things like that. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I really think that it does slow your brain down. It brings you back to a place where you remember who you were. Because for a long time, you forget who you are when you just have a bad credit score. Like you kind of start relating it to your own personal self-worth in a way. Because I've seen people walking around who think they have an 800 and they're like, yeah, I have an 800. I pay my bills. Okay. And, and then I have people that literally walk in and just pure, not understanding think they're, they're doomed. Okay. And I think it's important to tie it back with your marketing, uh, with your, with the podcast and how you market a business. I, I wanted to do this business because I knew that how much competition I had. Right. And I, and not to be you know bold, but I, I was always, always a top 10 a producer in the business. 16 years, I've always been in like a top 10 position in my bank. Nobody wanted to waste their time or spend time on those people. And what people didn't realize, those people were everybody. Everybody, it didn't discriminate. The housing crisis kind of took everybody down, whether it was money or marriage or your health from all the anxiety or literally people taking their life. It was rough. So how do you come back from that? You know, um, so I knew that people were going to come back and I knew from my business perspective, they came right in uh, the compliance and said, you're licensed loan officer. Uh, you are not to give credit. You're not to be a credit counselor. And I said, oh, okay, but credit since 2011, I mean, that's the, if I can teach them what day to pay their credit card and it makes a hundred point difference in their credit score, which makes a, maybe a $400 difference in their monthly payment on a $200,000 house. I can't counsel them on that. I know it. And they're like, no, but you don't know for sure. Cause we haven't spent the money to train you. And since we don't know that we'd rather you just not. I'm like, well, where do I send people to? It's not, it's just yes or no. What about not now? Here's how. No, no. You got to send them to a credit counselor or uh, don't send them to credit repair. You'll get your license taken. I'm like, so really there's no options. I mean, really? And they said, you know what? Become an expert, write a book. <laughs> walked out. I went, okay. I got nothing else to do. Let's write a book. And I mean, really, it it has kind of, it's not only the battle of trying to um, 
get through to people that number one, this is a ministry, really, if you think about it, I haven't earned a dime and I've spent hours counseling people and giving them an exact plan on what to do with the thought of number one, this is going to set me apart in my business, in my competition. If this loan officer is not helping you and I am, maybe I'll earn your trust. And then when you're ready to buy the house, I get to do that. And I'll, I'll walk with you I don't, I don't want to, most lenders and realtors are going to say, I don't want to work with anybody that's not ready. And I'm saying, I will, we'll get there three years, five years, two days, five days, you know, uh, how can you know that you got someone who's got your arm and we're going to walk it together. And I always loved, you know, that's kind of always the way my business has been is by referral. Um, so it's neat to be able to try to find ways to, um, set yourself apart and be different but not too different. There's an edge. And I saw that one of those questions, like you got to be careful. You don't go, I've, I've made mistakes and gone too silly. You know, I sing sometimes to just try to make credit interesting. I rap good. I can do low country songs pretty good because my voice, if I start trying to go high pitch, I'm not good. I don't even sing good, but the high pitch is just like, oh God, what is she doing? You know, yeah. so I just sang a Megan Trainer song a few weeks ago and it was just like, my mama, she told me, you know, and it's like, oh, oh, but you know, country song, a little karaoke, a little beer, I'll, I'll be good. <laughs> All right, Alyssa. So let's talk about what it is that you do to market your business mm-hmm. online and offline. So a little bit of, let's, let's maybe shift away from how you help people all the time, which is great. And just talk about yourself and your business and what you have going on there. Okay. So, um, one, I do believe that people, uh, for a movement to happen, uh, and truly that it might, I have a business, but it is kind of a, a desire to start a movement of kind of taking back your money, do it yourself, figure it out yourself. It's not that hard. Um, the challenge of that is finding creative different ways to put that out there. And also people want to feel like they're part of a community and, you know, it's not a very, it's a pretty personal subject. So it's hard to make it community type of thing. Um, so I think that a couple of different things that your you know, listeners could listen is um, I think, you know, I know 70, I think it's 70% of people are visual. So if you have a company that is more of a black and white, you know, Thing, you need to make it as visual as possible using infographics, using color, using memes, using, you know, social media and a lot of the different Instagram, LinkedIn, everything. People have two seconds to kind of look and grab a concept and move on. So sometimes I just try to capture a concept of a credit education piece or something to do with money and make it more of like a poster. I use a lot of the typorama or I just create kind of my own, app, you know, po- post through apps. Because I just think people connect, uh, they're more, you know, everything, they're more shareable. And it's just, you, you just don't want to have a whole lot of written information because they probably aren't going to read it, you know? So what is it that you have done that has been successful with um, online and offline marketing? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, like I was saying, it's the daily uh, visual, social, small mem post that on a, on a daily thing uh, consistently I think has been the best success I've had. I usually get the most from those um, uh, people contacting me. Uh, the book, um, the book is a great thing. You know, most people will tell you you're not going to get rich off writing a book. But why don't you talk? Why don't you talk more about your book because that's an offline thing. So how has that 
writing yeah. a book for your business and industry really helped you market your business. Yeah, I think it's it's not that difficult. We make it way too big. And when you do do it, first of all, it's a really neat just thing. Like, oh, cool, I wrote a book. But two, you have this great business like card, a bigger business card, a little something that um, gives a little bit of you know validity and a little bit more of your message um, and maybe a little bit of, of what your gifts are that you're trying to put out to the world, you know, makes them a little bit more clear. Um, you know, I've got a lot to go. Credit's just the first of seven areas I'm working on. So it's like when God kind of gave me this little vision, it was like, oh, that's a long road. <laughs> As most entrepreneurs will say, be like, wow, we're, we're starting on task 492. When are we going to start on number one? So I know what we're doing here. Just have faith, follow me. We, we're doing it. It's okay. You know, you got to have some planning in it, but a little bit of it is letting go um, and kind of trying to, uh, for me, it, it's connecting to the human soul. So if I don't slow down and kind of stop and go, who's going to relate to that, you know, and let, I don't know, let God in a little bit, it's, I'm going to ruin it because I'll take it on myself, you know? Okay. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask the question to you again about the book. So how have you used the book? I to- tend to Sorry about that, honey. No, it's okay. So um, how have you used your book to market your business? Yeah. And I mean, I've used it as a business card. Like I've, I've gone out to meetings um, uh, at real estate offices and looked at partners, um, a better business bureau. I mean, I use the book, I guess, as, as part of, you know, on social media outlets and stuff. I give the book away practically everywhere. You know, it, they're not that expensive for me to go ahead and just eat the cost on, but it gives me the ability to really give something that most people really appreciate because, you know, it's 212 pages. It's not small. And uh, if it's not for them, uh, if, even if they're ashamed about it, it's something that they can hand to their kids. So I've, I've been able to use it as a way of saying, hey, this is not for you. This is for you to give it away. This is for you to give it to your child. Give it to somebody who could use it. And if you do let me know and I'll get you one, you know, or things like that. But, um, I don't know with it, just trying to, um, set an example of, of what, of giving back by me giving it. I love that you having a book, what you're saying about how it's acted like it's a, a big 212 page business card. But also I would feel like that would have a lot of like credibility. Like you've taken the time yeah. to, you know, you, you know, you know, this stuff. I tell people all the time when I'm talking with them and I'm consulting with them, like, remember, you know, this stuff, this is yeah. your business. You do this every day. Like yeah. you may not know about how to do social media marketing and that's why you're talking to me, but you know, your business, right. And so the fact that you are able to like take all of those thoughts and all of that expertise and organize it and, and, and make it flow into a book is really amazing. So congratulations on Thank that. You. But I love that it's a marketing piece for your business. And so guys, if you're thinking about writing a book, I know that maybe you're like, Oh, I'm a dentist. What can I write a book about? You know, you have a story to tell and you have expertise to give. If you're just doing the confessions of a Scottsdale dentist or whatever, mm-hmm. roll with it yeah. and find a way to like make the, add that credibility. Because I think that one of the other things that you can do with the book to help market yourself better is it's such a great piece, not just like with getting like prospective clients. If you're looking to get like on a bigger stage, you know, being an author can open doors for you for like local television, local speaking gigs, industry speaking gigs. So people want to be able to say that not only do they have like this expert, but they have like 
these extra attachments to like, oh, they're this award-winning person. They're this author. So love that you have a book. Well, and you know, what's interesting is I never wanted to be in the front of the camera. I'd always been kind of behind the camera. And even when this started coming up, I was like, is there anybody we can get to uh, represent the brand? And they're like, no one's going to care, but you, you're it, honey, you got to get in front. Um, But I do think that there's so much um, that, um, it took to figure out n- not only to get some confidence, to be able to talk and be a fr- on, on the front, but also to find things that, um, it's a balance of finding things that you can connect that people will, will, will find, um, you likable. Cause we all know it's hard to find there's th- one little thing can make you very unlikable. It could just be a little tick. It, it could be me repeating the same kind of little sentence a few times where all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, she's grading on me. I like, she says, God bless one more time, you know, gotta be careful. So I'm just thinking one of the things I was doing when I was trying to uh, uh, build the brand and get more confident about my putting my business out there was um, going through Pinterest and like looking at, at quotes uh, and different um, like you were saying, you know, good quotes that, that actually grabbed me. Because I think that that's how you kind of start learning how to hone your voice and kind of figure out like really what makes me different from someone who does exactly what I do. What would make somebody drawn to me versus them? I mean, focus on that and focus on the value you can bring to those people and not your success, but the value you bring. I don't don't think you can go wrong. And paint. You got to paint, color, do things to open the right brain to get creative. Yes, definitely. So I want to dive into the next question here, which is I want you to talk about online marketing and like what you're doing. Now, I know you because you have a Facebook group that I'm a part of where women can connect and share and ask questions um, on Facebook. So why don't you talk now you kind of have mentioned a little bit about how like you post regularly on social media and like you try to make sure that you're posting things that are representative of your brand's voice and who you are and and giving that information. But what else are you doing in online marketing, maybe through your Facebook group or some other things that you're doing Mm -hmm. to grow your business? Well, it's always everything that I get involved in always kind of has to have a connector throughout. So I I would say that anything regarding empowering the community, whether it's women uh, or men, but it's through money, Uh, it's through maybe just some self-love or, you know, I'm not a life coach or anything like that, but just encouragement. I think I'm a, I'm a master encourager. I think I'm really good at giving hugs and love and support and lifting people up and picking out kind of, Ooh, you got this. This is awesome. Um, so I do think that you've got to have an online, uh, presence that is a little bit separate from, you can't just walk in and go. I am selling, uh, you know, I sell ID shield or something. I've had people post to me and say, Hey, can I put this post in Claxi women club and speak to the big women's group in there? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not that kind of thing. It's a secret society of women who are all kind of, you know, we're all on the same mission to try to bring our gifts to do something positive and give each other encouragement and the support, the cocoon you need as a women, as women do. Um, it's not like go in and sell. So I said, no, I, I would like for you to go like connect with a few people or come to a monthly meeting, let people get to know you. 
Um, and I didn't bring up my business at all with Claxi until I felt like people trusted me or, you know, they at least knew I cared. And then, you know, maybe subtly I'd say, I can help with credit too. And I, I still lead with that. Most people, I've had people come to me in that group and say, hey, I just bought a house. Thank you for your credit help. And I'm like, uh, I missed a line. I missed a part. Mm-hmm. I get paid if you stay with me and do the house. <laughs> oh, I love you. I didn't know you do that. I'm like, no, that's how I get paid. That's the point. The value. That, that is so interesting what you just said. And I want to, let's unpack that a little bit. There is being authentic and genuine and your true self online for sure. But if people don't know what you do for work, you're being a little too um, skittish. I feel like people get so wrapped up in like, oh, I don't want to be selling all the time. Oh, no one cares about what I do for my business. And like, I'm just a loan officer. I'm just a social media manager. Like people are following me online and paying attention to me because I do things like they want to see pictures of my kids or they want to know where I'm going or what I'm doing, or they just like my smile, like whatever. People forget you run a business sometimes. And so I think that that's such an interesting like issue that you've had where people know you as someone that helps you fix your credit, but it's like, this is, you created something to feed your other business. And that could be a huge, that could probably be the question about the biggest mistake I've made in a way, in a way is everybody said, well, I thought you did credit repair now. And I'm like, no, the only reason I've been able to get away with being able to say anything about credit and counsel in my community is because I give it away for free. I don't get my license taken away because what are they going to say? They've come in before and said, we could, we could write you up, but we can't because you're not taking money. And I'm like, oh, you know, thanks. You know, that, it's so in a way it saved me. Have I given endless hours away? Uh, before figuring out that I needed to make it clear up front that, look, this is the way I make money and I don't make more money. Okay. than somebody who didn't do this for you, I'm still competitive. Okay. But I am wanting to earn you and for life and your family and your friends and your kids. I want to earn that trust. I want to be part of this. Um, and so this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to give this away for free and no obligation. It's not like I make people sign something that they have to work with you. I'm like, no, no. I'm hoping we build a friendship. I'm hoping we build a connection. And I think people miss that. Let's build a connection first and then let's do something and be forward about it. I don't want people thinking I got a hidden agenda. I have to make money. But all I was trying to do is bring my value out, something I know that would help them in the end. And, and, and I, if I, if I was a consumer, I'd want to work with somebody. I'd rather work with a lender who, who only gets paid when I achieve my goal of closing on the home. Versus a credit repair company that gets paid, their model is month by month. The longer they keep you in a month-to-month program, they make money. As soon as you buy a house, they're out. Why would that be a good person? Is that in line with what you want? You know what I mean? Yes. end result. So I think that the lesson in your mistake is make sure that you people know that like even though you're doing all this free stuff that like you have a business too and it's going to help them with the next step and like that's yeah. the financial piece and that's uh, like I said in our world of online marketing there's so much where it's like you have to get people into your funnel by giving them something for free that's like too good to be true to be free like literally what you're offering is too good to be true free yeah so 
I know I, I do that a lot with my YouTube channel. I dedicate yeah. like, I, I do like three videos a week. I do this podcast and it's to educate people so that they know how to do these things online better. And then like how I make money is because it's like, they realize by watching all of my videos, they're like, you know what? This is just a lot of work. I'm just going to go hire Desiree to do it. since she's the one I've been watching online. And right. so that's, that's how we get our business. So yeah. I, I the get negative with me is I'll that balance. and they'll go, how much I, I, I love you. Like I sign up, how much do I pay you? And I'm like, still I not, can't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I am doing? Um, I am, I, I do have a monet, monetizing way for that as far as, um, training professionals. So the professionals in my, in, in the whole industry, the money industry have never had any really solid credit training. So if they did, they would be better at mentoring their clients on getting better credit. So that's the program I am getting ready to put out. Um, and then they can bring out color my credit to their communities, but they got to give it away for free. You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. like, no matter what the consumer is going to win and the professionals are going to win because they're going to have clients that qualify. Yes. And then they'll be able to give lots of referral. Cause eventually we all end up talking about how like, Oh, I want this, but I don't think I can get it because of my credit. So I totally get that. It ties into everything lately, even security clearance for military. It's like, you got to have a good credit score. Get a yep, you do. I've, I've gone through that myself. You have to have like a credit. You have to go the whole like debt to income ratio. Now we ran into an issue when we were trying to, you know, move into our house in Vegas because we were military. I totally get it. So thanks for listening. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by all in one social media. All-in-One started with a mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they're stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility no matter what military life demands of them. With packages including daily content, custom graphics, targeted Facebook advertising, Instagram marketing and more. All-in-One social media's marketing packages will help you focus on growing your business while they handle your social media. You'll also get unlimited email support as well as feedback on social media marketing ideas that you can implement yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com. And now back to the show. Let's dive into, um, I want to know more about what your biggest win is. So we've talked about like some, your biggest mistake is that people don't know what you do all the time because they think you're this credit repair person when in fact you're a loan officer. So yeah. what is like the biggest win that you've had from your marketing efforts? Yeah. I met a girl uh, five years ago when I was at the UMOM um, homeless shelter over on, uh, on Van Buren. Uh, my church did this thing like the third Saturday of every month. And it was just a community outreach kind of a, you know, feed, uh, feeding uh, dinner, you know, type of thing. I met a woman there. She had two kids. She was really great. Um, there was just a light about her. And over three months, the three months I saw her, there was just something so neat about her that, and we just connected, but we weren't really supposed to give like full contact information. She was leaving after the third month to go to a transition shelter. And we just kind of exchanged names because of, um, uh, Facebook, it was brand new. So I was like, just find me. Well, four years goes by. And this was two years ago. I just launched, uh, I just, uh, launched color my credit as far as the website, I just launched Claxi and I had my very first color my credit workshop. And I thought everyone's it's, they're going to break the doors down, right? This is going to be the best thing ever. No, no, no fee. And I'm going to help you with your credit. Who's not going to show up. You know how to color, you know how to improve your credit. No one showed, no one, no one walked in the door. It was a Saturday. I was like, I am 
I'm a failure. Like I should go back, just go back to being a good loan officer and quit with this idea. And this woman's walking through the door and I'm like, hi. And she's like, Alyssa, it's the girl from the shelter four years before. And she looks at me and she's like, I know how to color. I mean, I'm, I'm here, you know? And I'm like, and she's like, I watch you on Facebook here and there. You know, I don't say anything, but like, I've been watching you and I like, I'm here. I want to try to make my life better. And I'm like, okay. So we go in by her and I, just the two of us, where people would say that's a failure for a workshop. I, I now know one, one is it, one's enough. We sat down, she pulls out her backpack and her stack of papers and says, I went to the, my sister's office, I printed my credit report and I cried over the copy machine. It was 160 pages. And I just said, oh my gosh, I've been such a failure. And I said, well, let me see it. Cause mine's 170 pages for perspective. Mine's 170. You're not a failure. Okay. And, and, and most of this is jargon. So I'm going through it and I'm, and she's telling me about her life. And she says, yeah, I just, uh, I've been at Home Depot for two years. They're giving me a 50 cent raise and, and they're going to move me into uh, like, I have to move out of low income housing. I, I don't want to go back to a shelter. What am I going to do? I have two months. And I'm going through a report and I'm like, no scores, but I'm like, can I pull your mortgage credit? She goes, Alyssa, I don't have any credit. Like the only thing I have is the one credit card you told me to open last year on Facebook. I opened that credit card and I do exactly what you say. Spend 20 bucks and then pay it off. Spend 20 bucks, pay it off. No more than 20. That's all I do, Alyssa. It's horrible. I, I, I go, let me just pull your credit. I pull up her credit. I'm like, you have a 740. You have a 740. That's pretty much near perfect. And, and you get a grant for a home for free. No money down. Why did you think you're such a failure? Well, this, this, this 10 years ago. I'm like, you have a 740 because you opened one credit card. You did it the right way. She closed on her house 60 days later. Over a year, she lost 120 pounds. Her kids went from being bullied to being like the most popular little kids, like, you know, getting private tutored after school. She got her college degree, finished out school this last year. Six months ago, she became my assistant. She called me up and said, I got to have courage to ask her what I want. I want to be your assistant. I'm like, you're hot. You're hired. And she, that compassion that she has talking to somebody when they're looking at her going, believe me, it's bad. And she goes, I was sitting where you were. Um, hope is amazing. Hope is just such an amazing thing. When you can give that to somebody, um, it changes everything. And that is really the biggest win I've had is the realization that the best wealth I was going to have was making that impact on somebody else because it's rich. It's the, it's the best. Uh, it's more than any of us would ever really want in the end. Um, and she's been such an advocate, which I, I didn't expect, but she has become such an advocate out in the community where people are like, that's what it's all about. You know, come on. Coming back from the bottom, you know, I'm always singing her like one person, right? This takes one person. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's truly amazing, Alyssa. Yeah, I love that stuff. So we got it. You can't give up on yourself, but sometimes you just need somebody to go. You're not that bad. You're okay. We're going to make it. Let's just do a couple little things. Quit trying to eat the whole elephant. <laughs> so uh, I always want to close, I always close out with this question. And this is what is your favorite quote that our listeners can used to get inspired for them to go out and make marketing greatness. Right. My favorite one is an Einstein. Um, when I have written at my desk that just says strive not to be a success, but to be a value. 
if you focus on value, if you and value meaning focusing on something that really is tangible, like you can hand over that 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 they can that can really help someone. You focus on that, that's the best success you'll ever have. Beautiful. Any final thoughts, Alyssa? Or how can people find you? I'm guessing at colormycredit.com. Colormycredit.com. I mean, I put my cell phone out there all the time. I say I'm like the most accessible, inaccessible person you'll find because I, if I if you got me, you got me. Like I'm gonna give you my full attention. But you know, I uh, I, I like to be involved in a lot. I like to help women. I got. I'm a mama. I've got more. I know. I'm running, but a little patience with me. I, it's gonna. I will pour it on the minute we get in front of each other. So. But my phone number, email, website, we have an app. You can download the app um, and you can ask me questions directly through the app any time of day, one-on-one. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, if you need help with credit or loan officers or just love listening to Alyssa talk about how she can help your business grow, give her a call over at colormycredit.com. Thank you so much for taking your time to be on the show, Alyssa. It was fantastic. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate you. Not a problem. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.